Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Eagle Hour on a Tuesday. Happy to have you along with us for this hour of covering all things Southern Miss. Luke Johnson in the First Bank Studio in downtown Laurel. Kelly Sanner joining Michael Mergens in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Good show for you today. Jonathan Brent on a little later talking about uh, Southern Miss and uh, the image university has uh, throughout uh, the country. We'll get to Heath Hinton in just a minute. Bob out for uh, the remainder of the year. And don't worry, later on in this show, Kelly Center will have an entire segment, probably the fourth segment, to talk about those fabulous Cincinnati Bengals and the great win they had last night against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football. First segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, located in a community near you, the hometown team in Hattiesburg, right next to Turtle Creek Mall. Uh, Christmas is coming up, uh, of course, in just a few days. New Year's, there's a lot of football to watch. Uh, basketball kicks off uh, this weekend. Southern Miss is also playing, so a lot of sporting events going on. And, uh, you know, we're trying to follow Dr. Dobbs and some of the directives, maybe keep our gatherings just a little smaller, but let Dickie's Barbecue cater to you, and you can always go see them. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, cooked here, loved everywhere. We'll kick this Tuesday off with Heath Hinton of Big Gold Nation, and uh, Heath, big news yesterday, Southern Miss announcing a 2024 football opponent and uh, kind of a new opponent for Southern Miss, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Southern Miss will travel to Columbus uh, in 2024 for the opening game. What was your immediate reaction when you saw that? Uh, the first thing I had in mind was road trip, uh, kind of one of those Bucket Miss stadiums. Uh, so I always one of those, always a time when Southern Miss goes to an, goes to a place and plays like a, you know, a Neyland Stadium, a, a Death Valley, a, a Bryant Denny Stadium, Nebraska. Now, you know, the old horseshoe on the banks of the old old Batangi River. I mean, come on, how many times we heard Steve Jackson say that? Um, just an opportunity that you never thought that you might get. And uh, I bet you the p- players are excited. I mean, Southern Miss is getting right at $2 million to play the game, so a pretty nice payday to go up there as well. August 31st, 2024 will be the date of the game. Like you said, Southern Miss will receive $1.9 million for playing the game. Ne- never uh, played before Southern Miss in Ohio State, so uh, so it should be exciting uh, for sure. Let's spend the rest of the segment talking about men's basketball uh, after starting off 1-2 and two, uh, or 1-3 and three Golden Eagles with back-to-back wins. Uh, ULM shot the ball pretty well. What was your uh, thoughts uh, about the last Saturday game against Monroe? I thought they played a lot better in the second half. First half, it was uh, – this is team – they could. They either are really hot shooting or they're struggling. 
they really don't have any, you know, they don't have one of those halves to where, you know, it's a 50-50 type of deal when it comes to shooting. They are either ice cold or they're hot. Um, I think, you know, the team's starting to come together. One of the guys that you're really seeing play better, in my opinion, this year, Artur Kanatsu. I mean, you look at the Lamar game, it took uh, his big rebound and sinking through free throws in the game to really secure that win. Um, he's been playing extremely well, playing both the forward and the guard position, rebounding, defense. As I said, shooting is much better this year. Uh, Jerron Pierre, the freshman, 6'5", guy who Coach Ladner keeps saying, is just uh, just has the talent to be one of the best ever at Southern Miss. It looks like Coach Ladner's staff has undecided, look, we're going to start this kid. We're going to put him on the floor. We know he's going to make some mistakes, but, you know, he's going to do more good than he is bad. And I think he's a guy that's going to keep learning how to play. Another guy who's a streaky shooter, um, but, man, if he's on, he's as tough as anybody to stop in conference, USA. And, look, as Coach Lander said in the press conference after the last game, you know, offensively it's been it's been tough this year at times, but defensively they've played extremely well. They've played extremely well on the defensive side of the ball. And he believes the offense will come. Um, once the offense matches the defensive intensity, this team's going to be tough in conference USA play. And only one more game. I, I believe they got one more game. Uh, ULM, or what we're calling Ladner Madness, because of uh, his Coach Ladner's son, Luke, playing at Loyola. Um, they got one more game Loyola before conference play starts. Yeah, Ke- Kelly Center, I was going to, uh, you know, ask you about that too. Seems like, you know, the, the defense has carried them so far. And just uh, when you start making down those shots and we got to expect that that will come. Eagles uh, could, could surprise some people in Conference USA. But one of the things that I think, you guys, that, that we're not taking into account, which, which helps for the flashes of offensive ineptitude at times, is the fact that the Eagles have out rebounded everybody except Tulane. All right, so if you're getting if you're getting pretty good numbers of rebounds more than the other team, then you're getting those second and third chances. So if you aren't necessarily shooting very well from the field, if you do get a, you know a couple of extra opportunities along the way, sooner or later that math is going to work out. All all the basketball, like no other sport, is deals a lot more with mathematics than anything else. So I can't help but their their strength, their athleticism, um, and their their size underneath. Heath Hinton is going to wind up to be a much bigger plus than maybe even people think about. Oh, sure. And I think, you know, you look at the Golden Eagles, how many shots did they miss within six foot of the basket? Uh, how many times is the ball going to the post and for whatever reason the guys can't hold on the ball? You know, as Coach Leidner said the other day, they just got to slow down. You, you're trying to do too much too quick. And uh, I, I think you know, that's going to get better. I think sometimes you got guys like a Tyler Stevenson who um, is the focal point of the offense now, whereas in the past he may not have been the focal point of the offense. I still think he's trying to figure out uh, how he's supposed to play when he's the focal point now. I think that's going to come. I think he's going to slow stuff down, uh, stop, you know, turning the ball over. We saw the Davis Drain shooting the ball much better uh, these past few games, so that was a nice sign to see. 
you know, it's just going to take time with no games in the preseason to get out on the court and do any type of scrimmage with another team. You jumped in the first game of the year, ice cold with, you know, nine new players on the team. Um, I think you're going to start seeing it come together now and right at the right time before, um, they start conference play. Heath Hinton so, uh, is good time for them to get together. Heath Hinton is with us from Big Gold Nation here on the Eagle Hour on this Tuesday edition, a couple of days before Santa Claus uh, makes his trip. Generally speaking, before the season started, Heath, I think everybody looked to Drain because of his classification, being one of the older guys on the team, to kind of lead this Southern Miss team. But it looks like that's not necessarily going to be the case, which leads to the question, is it, and this is not a criticism, but is it in his makeup? Is it in his DNA to be, a, you know, that kind of a, a vocal leader, or is he more of a leader by example kind of guy? He's more of a leader by example, not a vocal guy. One of the nicest young men you'll ever meet. I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, when he was a couple of years ago when he was really hot from the three point line. He's a catch and shoot type of guy. He's not a guy who creates his own shot. And I think what you're seeing now is I think you're seeing the new guard play at Southern Miss where they're able to drive and dish off to he's able to set up there and shoot three easier. He's not a he's not a big guy who's gonna get in there and create his own shot. That's just not his game. But now with the guards that Southern Miss has his ability to sit out and learn and to play with these new guards, I think that's what the big difference is gonna be. He's learning that you know what, I can sit out here at the three-point line. They're going to drive. They're going to dish it out to me. I'm going to get open shots. Whereas last year, because of numbers, he had to do everything. You had to get him to do everything. So his productivity drops off a little bit. I think you're going to see that start getting better this year. I think he's not a guy who's going to go in the locker room, jump up and down and scream, but he's going to be a guy who leads by example, practices every day, gives it 100%. That's where his leadership comes from. You talked about the guards, so let's go there. There have been few players that, that have been as highly heralded coming into a season as Tay Hardy was, who he was originally at East Carolina, then played at Pearl River Community College, led the Wildcats to an undefeated 28-0 season last year, then committed to Southern Miss, a 4.0 computer engineering student. All right. So Tay Hardy comes to play in Hattiesburg. And after our first commercial break, we're going to ask Keith Hinton, as we get to the end of the semester, it's time to put out the report card. What kind of grade would Heath Hinton give Tay Hardy and some of the other Golden Eagle basketball players as they head into conference play January 1st and 2nd? We turn over the calendar to 2021 and the Eagles begin conference play with UTEP. More of the Tuesday Eagle Hour after this commercial timeout. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Second segment on a Tuesday. Luke and Kelly from the First Bank Studios in 
Laurel and Hattiesburg, Bob Getty. I'm taking an early Christmas vacation and happy to have you along. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street, right across from the University of Southern Mississippi. Big yellow building and always online you can shop campusbookmark.net. You got three days. That's all you got till Christmas, so you might as well... Get in your car, go to Hardy Street, put your mask on, walk inside, and buy a bunch of swag for all those that you love. Kelly, Bob, and I will. We'll even, uh, you know, if we're not on your naughty list, we're on your nice list, we'll take something too. So appreciate their support of the Eagle Hour. And always uh, the best place to go for everything you need to cheer on the Golden Eagles can be found at Campus Bookmark. We continue with Heath Hinton of Big Gold Nation. And, Kelly, you were finishing a question about report cards. Yeah, you know, it's the end of the semester, and this is usually when college students get their uh, their report cards. And uh, Professor Heath Hinton now, let's, let's talk about some of these Southern Miss players. Maybe get, you know, a, a report card. What what mark would you give Tay Hardy? Keeping in mind that he had he was probably the highest heralded uh, recruit that uh, that Coach Ladner had brought in so far. Uh, this so far this season, I'm going to give him a B plus. Okay, I think there's been uh, defensively he's been really solid, and I think here in the past few games he started to find his footing offensively. I think he had to get adjusted. To the, back to the speed, going from Juco back to uh, D1. I think I'm giving him a B-plus right now. I think his ability to uh, – he, he's the kind of guy they can lean on right now if they need a shot, that he's able to get that 10 to 12-footer. He's deadly in that race. So, so, based so on, I really like what I'm seeing from him there. I'm going to give him a B-plus. And in the first segment, I, I would based on what you said, I guess that you would give uh, Kanachuk uh, an incomplete – Maybe. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give Kanacha Kanay. Okay. Tell I me. actually think Artur has been outstanding so far. I think his growth from freshman to this year has been leaps and bounds better. You look at his three point shooting, rebounding, defense, uh, ability. You know, ability to hit the boards. I'm talking rebounding, but doing the small things. He still every now and then makes a dumb foul. And I think he'll admit it. But to me, he's been the MVP of the team so far this year. Okay. So I'm going to say an A for our tour this year. All right. We also mentioned Drain. What, what do we give the Davis in the, the first part of the season here? I'm going to give him a – man, it's a tough one. C. I'm, I'm going to give, it, I'm going to give him a, a C plus. Okay. I'm going to give him a C plus because he has missed a lot of open shots and sometimes he tries to rush things. But the past few games, you can see him start to really uh, learn how to play with the new guys, and the shots are starting to fall. So I'm going to give him a C plus. But I think you know he went from a, a D minus to a C plus in two games. Okay, so overall now they always look at the overall team grade point. We know that a 4.0 is an A, 0.0 is an F, obviously. So if you had to give the overall team a grade point average, Professor Heath Hinton, what would you give them up to this point? I'd give him a B minus. I'd give him a B minus. Okay. I think uh, offensively they've really struggled. I think there's always, uh, you know, a team always can have improvement, but with the offensive struggles they had, not being able to get open shots and things like that, I got to give them. Be honest with you guys, I got to give them a B minus. B minus. Um, defensively, I think they've been outstanding. 
but offensively he's going to pull them down. So C plus, B minus somewhere in there. They're going to get better, though. You can see it. All right, we're going to circle around to football again in just a second. But, Heath, before I let you go, I wanted to uh, let people know they have to be living in a cave to not know what, uh, you know, the product that you're, that you're putting out. So let's talk about uh, how people can, can get on board on the Golden Eagle Nation. Sure. You can uh, go to BigGoldNation.com and sign up and, and look, or just Google Big Gold Nation, SouthernMiss.Rivals.com. Um, you know, we're going to look here in the next couple of days. We're going to be running another special. We actually had a special to where we were doing uh, $75, get you a year subscription and a $75 Adidas and Nike gift card. Well, we run out of Nike and Adidas gift cards, so we can't do that anymore. So we're going to run another special. Thanks to all the new members for joining. Um, we're going to run another special here in the next day or so. So look for a New Year's deal coming up. We're really excited. A lot of fun, a lot of basketball, a lot of football uh, information. Talking about, you know, I did a story the other day talking about Coach Hall. You know, a lot of people make points about Coach Hall going into the state of Mississippi and recruiting. It was all about Mike Leach and um, Lane Kiffin. But it almost is like Coach Hall came in, walked into the battle, and kind of walked out of there carrying the state flag a little bit on his shoulder. So it was just a lot of fun talking about that, a lot of good banner with people on the board. We always uh, – just, just a fun time. So uh, come join. It's a lot of fun. Heath, uh, let's let's talk about football uh, for a minute. And while we're doing this, just some breaking news here: the NCAA has placed Florida football on probation. Dan Mullen's been given a one-year show cause over some recruiting violations. Uh, it looks just like it's just going to be a slap on the hand. Some uh, recruiting that Mullen did, and, and like Kelly, like Bob, and I say, Florida International will probably get punished for it. Uh, but we'll talk about um, some year-end stuff, Heath. What is the, the on on the field? I want to go on the field. I want to go off the field. On the field, what were you most excited about, or what are you most exciting about coming back for the Golden Eagles in 2021 from football? Uh, so we answer that question again. I broke up. I'm sorry, Lou. Who, who or what are you most excited about on the field coming back for 2021? The most, the, the one or two things that get you most excited about Golden Eagle football with what we have already on the roster? The seniors coming back in added depth and the ability that Coach Hall is not able to have to rob Peter to pay Paul with recruiting numbers and we're going to be back up at 25 next year. I think that's the most exciting thing to me. I think this team added depth because of COVID, because they're able to keep seniors. And I think because of the COVID situation, he doesn't have to steal numbers from his scholarships next year for this offseason. Does that make sense, Luke? You don't have to rob your future recruiting classes. To help create this Frank Gore, class. Frank Gore Jr., did he live up to the hype? Absolutely, he lived up to the hype. I think Frank Gore Jr. has been exceptional. I think his vision, and I think his leadership is what a lot of people, more than his football play and the leadership you see, you watch Twitter. When they were talking about recruiting, who was it? It was Frank Gore Jr. leading the way. He was one of the guys on there saying, come on and join us. 
it's the leadership you're seeing from him as a freshman that's so outstanding. It's it's the maturity that you see in a guy who's been around football all his life, who's been around big-time football all his life with his dad. That's what's exciting to me, guys. It's the maturity level you're seeing these guys. It, it's the level, yeah. you know, you look at the guys that got coming back now. You you know, Coach Hall has said that you got Rakeem Booth and Jock S. Turner coming back. Well, you add that to the defensive linemen they got coming back and the ones that are staying. When he said they didn't need but a couple of pieces, this team's going to be really, really solid next year. There's a yeah. lot of good pieces I in think, play. I think so, too. Off the field recruiting-wise, when, when do you think and, and who do you think or what position-wise do you think these last three recruits will come in? When will they come in? I think you're going to see them. Maybe you may not see, but maybe one this next period. You probably might see some over the summer. I think you're going to look for an offensive lineman, a big tackle that can come in, play immediately. I still think he's looking for a DB, a cornerback. Um, I think Maybe not as much linebacker or DL right now, but you might see a DL, a cornerback, and an offensive tackle. Everywhere else, I think he's happy with what he's got. Yeah, and that's that's what made me happy to hear that is that he was pretty pleased with the roster and not very many times you can have a three and seven team and you know have a head coach that that feels that way. He before we let you go again, tell people uh, where they can sign up, where they can find you online, where they can get a uh, get on with Big Gold Nation. Sure. Uh, look, you can find me on Twitter at, at BGN Heath Hinton or at Big Old Nation. Uh, you can sign up for Big Old Nation. Just go to southernmiss.rivals.com or bigoldnation.com or just Google Big Old Nation. Come join us. Have a good time. Uh, you know, we're it's basketball season now, so everybody's excited about basketball and what's going to come. By the way, don't want to forget, how about the Lady Eagles starting to and over this season? Especially with all they've been right. through with COVID and Coach McNeil's being sick for them to be through and oh major props to her and her coaching staff. So uh a lot of good things happening with basketball. Gonna be fun this season in baseball, ranked number twenty nine collegiate baseball. So things are looking up for Southern Miss Athletics. Sounds great, man. He thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, guys. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful holiday. Thanks, buddy. That's- That's Heath Hinton of Big Gold Nation. You can sign up today. Great community online there. Stick around. Eagle Hour continues on a Tuesday right after this. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Fourth Street Bar and Grill in Hattiesburg. It's the official pre-gaming location for Golden Eagle basketball fans. It sits right across the Fourth Street Bridge over Highway 49. Those of you in the Hattiesburg area certainly know where that is, right? In the Shouting distance from The Rock, M.M. Roberts Stadium. They're going to be showing all of the uh, bowl games that are on TV. They had the North Texas uh, 
defeat last night. North Texas got beat by App State. They're going to have Tulane's uh, bowl game on today. A lot of Southern Miss fans always there ready to engage in great conversation, great place to shoot pool. And they will be open on Christmas Day. It's one of the biggest days of the year. I hear a lot of people say that's really the only time they see some is when they show up at 4th Street on Christmas Day. Uh, We're proud to have 4th Street Bar and Grill as a sponsor here on the Eagle Hour. Joining us now on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline is Jonathan Brent, who prepped in high school in the uh, Hattiesburg area at Oak Grove High School. He was elected during his tenure at Southern Miss, Mr. Southern Miss. He then got his uh, degree in accounting and then went on to get his master's degree in the same subject. And we welcome you, Jonathan. Good to have you on the show. I appreciate you having me on. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Now, a lot of people, when they hear a term like Mr. This and That, they might think like it's a, a sporting event or, a, you know, like part of homecoming or a bodybuilding contest, Mr. Whatever. But what is Mr. Southern Miss and how do students participate or get elected Mr. Southern Miss? <laughs> well, I can tell you it's certainly not the bodybuilding contest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, so I think a bunch of different schools do it in a different way, whether it's uh, interviews or nominations um, or elections. But um, the way Southern Miss does it is it's an application-based process that turns into an election. Um, so you have to meet a hours requirement. You have to meet a GPA requirement. And there's some other um, things down the checklist that you have to fall in line with in your um, three or three and a half years um, at the school. And then from that, it is um, an election that's tied into homecoming elections, um, so where if you were to run for freshman or sophomore um, made, it would just be the freshman or the sophomores voting. If you run for Mr. and Miss Southern Miss, it's the entire campus. So it's campus-wide. Um, and, yeah, that's, the, that's kind of the process. So do you have to make false promises to a bunch of the student body to get elected? <laughs> or what? how do you get them to vote for you? Well, I think it's um, there's uh, not much more than just a title, but I think it's more than anything. It's a representation of um, a good representative for the school and um, kind of the hours they've logged in their four years to um, hold that title and represent our school well. Um, and I think that Southern Miss is such a unique community that if you are plugged into the campus at all, you you recognize uh, most of the names that are up for those kind of positions and vote for who you think um, is qualified. And of course, we had um, a campaign with signs and videos and social media interaction and um, in po- in-person polling kind of flagging down and campaigning um, that my fraternity and my good friends really um, kind of bought into and got behind and um, helped me a ton with that. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of the election um, process. I, I asked some students to give me their description of what, you know, Mr. Southern Miss would be. And I think the best description I heard, and I want you to comment on their description, they said it's really the, the, acad- the head academic cheerleader. You know, aside from athletics, this is kind of the academic person that needs to get out there and spread the message of everything good Southern Miss. Is that reasonable? Is that fair? Yes, sir. I I would say that would be for sure. I think it's a a good combination of someone who does well in the classroom, someone who was really involved on campus in their time, and someone who uh, just sings the praises of of Southern Miss kind of wherever they go um, and kind of um, has really gotten out what they put in in their four years um, on campus. So I want want to get into the meat and potatoes here, too, Jonathan. When you hear people say, ah, Southern Miss football, they can't draw a crowd. They've got lousy crowds, and they're going to not never win very many games, and they're going to be at the bottom of the conference. All these negative Nellies in town. 
here's an opportunity for you, I mean, to, you know, to be able to, to what, do you, what do you tell those people who just seemingly can't get that negative albatross from out around their neck? Well, I think that was um, a lot of why I decided to run was I saw kind of a lack of student involvement um, on campus, whether that be in organizations or a smaller crowds at sporting events, um, you name it. And I think that um, when you look at Southern Miss admissions, you see a drop in 2012. And there's, I think there's a large reason tied to that, to a specific defensive coordinator from South Carolina. Um, and I think that since then, we've kind of been climbing uphill. And I think that we're in a great spot right now. And while um, those claims may be true, it doesn't mean it's any any lesser of a college experience, any lesser of a college degree. And all it takes is um, a group of students or a, a good um, class from any kind of uh, organization or fraternity sorority life on campus to kind of buy in and change that um, experience and change that, that stigma that may be um, not just Southern Miss, but I feel like a lot of group of five schools in the, in the college football mafia, as I like to call it, that it's become since 2012, as you saw on Sunday at the selection show, where the rich only get richer. Um, the resumes didn't really matter. It was kind of the, the names of the schools. Um, so I hope that a lot of people can, can know that this is a great time to to buy back in and order season tickets and get back in the rock, get back to regreening the peat and see if we can turn the ship around. But when you talk about resumes, Jonathan Brent, yours is well-rounded. You, you played on a state championship baseball team at Oak Grove High School. You also have the academic background. So you've got the combination, the best of both worlds. And, but there always seems to be that head clashing between the athletic community and the academic community. The academic community thinks athletics aren't necessary. Athletics think that, you know, academics are too hard, et cetera. So how do you, how do you walk that fine line between an academic and an athletic? I think you just pour yourself into both. Um, if you, there's, there's a such thing as a, as a student at school or a professor or a, or an employee that um, can get behind academics and, whether they, they teach it, they teach as good as they can and do the research that they're required and make our university better on that end and then still leave time to support the school in academics and order their season tickets and kind of plug games for their friends or their students in their campus. And I think that there's no reason for there to be that kind of um, kind of harsh relationship between the two um, when it's been shown by, by me and a bunch of other students that you can definitely – get the most out of your college degree by supporting both and being a good advocate for both. And as you mentioned just a moment ago, there is clear data, and this is not necessarily what the academics are going to want to hear, but there is clear data that the success of of a school's athletic program has a direct correlation to increased attendance, yes? Absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, if, if the football team's doing well, everybody kind of wants to be part of part of that euphoria. As we continue our discussion with Jonathan Brent, former Mister Southern Miss, who just got his master's degree in 2020 in accounting, what was the thing that surprised you most about the job that you didn't expect, Jonathan? Being you know wearing that banner, so to speak, as Mister Southern Miss. I think it was honestly. Um, it hitting me walking across the field at halftime when they presented the homecoming court. Um, I'd all, I'd never really picture myself running for something like that, um, or anything like that until I had some friends approach me thinking that I would be a good, a good person for that title. And obviously seeing the campaign signs and seeing the, the overwhelming support I was given by my friends was incredible and something I'll never forget. But whenever, uh, Jackson Walker got over there and, um, gave me the title of Mr. Southern Miss and 
before or after the game, seeing some of my dad's friends that were Mr. Southern Miss um, at our tailgate, it kind of sunk in how big of an honor that was and how um, how much pride I have in that and something I'll take with me um, wherever I go. And um, I, I live in Dallas now, so not a ton of people out there, when they say I'm from Mississippi, they kind of ask if I go to Ole Miss or State, and that's the kind of thing that I gives me a great opportunity um, to say that I went to Southern Miss and um, answer questions about that and hopefully – uh, get our, our our university on the map more than it already is. And you mentioned Jackson Walker. He's the longtime public address announcer at M.M. Roberts Stadium. But but in all fairness, Jonathan Brent, you you were raised on black and gold blood, weren't you? I mean, your your family, this isn't anything you accidentally ran into. You've uh, loved Southern Miss for a long, long time. Well, you know, 20 years. What are you, 20 years old? <laughs> That's not a long, long time to me, but I'm just saying ever since you were little, you've been a, you've been on board. Absolutely. Tell me, but, uh, I will say the guy, the the guy who's elected this year's name is Reed Morris, and he is um, one of my good friends. He grew up in small town Louisiana, and Southern Miss wasn't necessarily on his radar um, until his senior junior senior year, where he started looking into it. And he kind of same thing as I did, just bought in and uh, invested himself in, in his four years and gave back as much as he could. And he was uh, this year's Mister Southern Miss, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a um, I got born and went raised in Hattiesburg, went to Grove PTS Sacred Heart, Hattiesburg, anything like that, double legacy. It could be somebody um, who didn't hear about Southern Miss until very recently and just kind of decided to plug themselves in and apply themselves. And um, that's what I think is so special about Southern Miss, that it offers students those kind of opportunities and a great great college experience well you're very articulate jonathan brent we already know that uh, grade wise you're brilliant that you carry yourself very well and you've run i guess so to speak for office so does this mean that jonathan brent might be a political candidate for president of the united states someday the first southern miss grad to occupy the white house uh, i'm gonna have to decline those those <laughs> allegations before they they get any more vocal. Yeah, be, because you are smarter than that, right? Be, because you're smart, you're going to turn down uh, the opportunity to run for president. Well, Jonathan, thank you for your services, Mr. Southern Miss, a couple of years ago when, when you ran continued success out there in Dallas. And to the entire Mitch and Kelly Brent family, we thank you for your continued support of Southern Miss. And Merry Christmas to you, buddy. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas for you as well. Thank you for having me on and can't wait for Golden Eagle baseball and uh, football next fall. Jonathan Brent, former Mr. Southern Miss, has been with us. When we come back after these commercial messages, Luke Johnson will rejoin us, and we'll talk a little bit about a lot of things on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment today brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg, located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Online, toyotahattiesburg.com. Final uh, final rundown before Christmas. Uh, maybe, look, if, if you're debating about whether to get your, uh, your kid a, a senior gift uh, for a vehicle, go ahead and pull the trigger on it. Let them spend their last... Uh, semester of high school in that brand new car go ahead and, and love on them and, and hook them up that way uh, i got teenagers everywhere texting me right now thanking me for that but no if if you got a last second vehicle purchase toyota hattiesburg can help you with all of that on highway 98 and toyota hattiesburg.com luke johnson
Johnson, Kelly Santer, Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, and beautiful downtown Laurel. Southern Miss baseball has garnered a number 29 spot in the collegiate baseball preseason Fabulous 50, released yesterday, Conference uh, USA's only representative. The Eagles are uh, 29th, uh, and I, I would think they would move up that list as we uh, get ready uh, for the season. Also, Walker Powell, senior pitcher, uh, the starter, Walker Powell, named second-team preseason All-American by Collegiate Baseball. Last year in the shortened season, 3-0 with a 1.24 ERA, 22 strikeouts, and only two walks. We're all excited about uh, the six foot eight tower uh, of power pitcher for the Golden Eagles, Walker Powell, preseason All-American by Collegiate Baseball. In women's basketball, Lady Eagles out to a 2-0 start after they defeated William Carey last week. Malaya Grayson has been uh, the Conference USA, named the Conference USA Freshman of the Week, scored 21 points in that 57-50 victory over William Carey on Saturday night. So congratulations to uh, Malaya Grayson. Uh, Also a couple notes, uh, South Carolina looks like is not going to be able to uh, play in the Gasparilla Bowl, and so it looks like that UAB, the Conference USA champion, will not be playing in a game, some COVID issues on South Carolina, or they could just be dodging the Blazers, and uh, it would probably be devastating to their program to lose to the UAB Blazers. Uh, we get all that, uh, and I thought it was very interesting how they weren't going to play a ball game, and then new coach, uh, Coach Beamer over there, said, no, we're going to play a ball game, and now they're not going to play a bowl game. All right, um, Kelly Sander, a couple things you wanted to mention, and uh, we'll get a couple picks in, and then I'll just let you boast uh, the rest of the segment. Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that South Carolina backed out of the bowl game. I'm, I wouldn't be, it honestly would not surprise me if some of the power alumni just said, we were 2-9, and nine. that's a joke, that's ridiculous, we don't deserve a bowl, let's not play. But at any rate, there, there's that. Uh, North Texas was beaten in its bowl game yesterday with uh, Appalachian State. It was a double up of a 56 to 28. A lot of high scoring there. So the mean green of Conference USA, their season is over. But uh, Louisiana Tech is getting ready to play in the New Orleans Bowl. We'll have, we'll have all the Conference USA bowl games as they come. But a shout out to Pastor Tango Downs, who visited the studio during the show today. He a um, big fan of this show. And he is going to be doing a Christmas service for, he runs a ministry for the homeless in Hattiesburg and uh, homeless veterans especially, and at the Fieldhouse um, facility in Hattiesburg. Christmas service at 9 a.m. and all kinds of food for the homeless veterans and all the homeless, all volunteers and and the homeless are are, uh, encouraged to come down to the Fieldhouse and hear Tango, Pastor Tango Downs. Um, give his message on Christmas morning. So, Luke, we got bowl games coming up. I know Four Street's going to be going to be showing all of them, including Two Lanes game today. What's uh, what's on the schedule? Oh, and you want me to talk about the Bengals last night? I don't know where this came from. I want to I want to I wanted to, I wanted to save that. Let's, oh, okay, let's do our okay. picture real okay, quick. Go ahead. Let's, all right. So what we what we want to do every day during bowl season is that we have a show. Just uh, do a couple of picks. Two games today. Two thirty. You can see it at Four Street Bar and Grill. Two Lane at Nevada. Of course, Two Lane without offensive coordinator. Will Hall, he's with us now. Tulane one-point favorite. Kelly, what you got? I got Nevada just because that the Willie Fritz's staff has completely collapsed from underneath him. I think they might have already phoned it in. I'm going to take the Wolf Pack. 
Yeah, I'm going to take the Wolf back, too. Weather favors uh, Nevada also tonight at 6 p.m. In the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, Central Florida against BYU. BYU six-point favorite. I was going to say, I'm a big fan of BYU. I just like the way they they conduct business. They never complain, never whine, just go out there and beat your brains in. <laughs> and you never hear from them about bragging. I mean, they're just really good sports. I like the Cougars to win that one. Yeah, I think uh, this is going to be really close, though. I think uh, BYU won't cover, but I think they will they will win. All right, last night, Monday Night Football. It happened, Kelly. Um, and Bob Getty yours. called it. Bob Getty called it. Now, I don't know if he was just being nice, but he said, I don't know, I just got a, just got a funny feeling the Bengals are going to win that game. I said, I think it was the shrimp salad you had for lunch, Bob, and it was that funny feeling. But, Man, I don't know where this has been. I don't know. The Bengals looked like a Super Bowl team last night, and the Steelers looked terrible. I mean, you know, so the Bengals played probably as good as they could play. The Steelers played as bad as they could possibly play. They turned it over three times. Cincinnati didn't turn it over at all. The Bengals emerged victorious, and now the Steelers' championship is taking on water. Buddy, they've lost three in a row. The Browns are back in the race in the AFC North. And uh, the number one seed, the Chiefs, now have a two-game lead on everybody. So, good job for the Bengals. And as we hit our music here, a reminder, programming note, that on Thursday and Friday, that's Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, no Eagle Hour because uh, Super Talk Mississippi stations across the state will be giving us uh, you know, some very nice, solemn Christmas music for a couple of days, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So, no Eagle Hour the 24th or 25th. Be good. Tomorrow, former Southern Miss basketball player, now head coach at Pasigula High School, David Hayward, will be on, and we will catch you then. Thanks for listening to us. Catch you tomorrow, same time, and as always, Southern Miss. To the top. top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.